You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful Westboro, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Mark. Hey, happy Friday. It is. It is going to be a, a great Friday. Thanks for sharing a portion of it with us. Obviously, we want to hear from you. Calls, comments, hate mail directed towards uh, Jake. You can hit us up on the Darren Moody State from hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street in Monroe. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours, I guess. All is right in the world once again as football is back on our TV sets. Just the NBC music, like just that. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, hmm. I was like, thank you, thank you. So now we can start complaining about the quality of preseason games. <laughs> Get right into it. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it was not a good game, yeah. first of all. but And you expected what? The same. Yeah. I, I expected it to be that way, but I didn't care. I was just yeah. fine with it. Um I expected Lamar Jackson to go out there and uh, All right, put, let's uh, go there. put up an eye-popping performance. And then, of course, everybody would be talking about Lamar Jackson should be the starter for Baltimore. He ends up going 4 of 10 for 33 yards. He did rush for, what, another uh, 25 yards on the ground. One okay. pick, one touchdown. Okay, so, Lamar, expectations were high for his first performance because he didn't come in until the second half. Yeah. Which means he was facing second and third team defenders. Mm -hmm. So I thought he was going to go off and it was going to be a false narrative that he should be the starter. That didn't even happen. That still can happen, though. Here's the thing about Lamar. His first series was three and out. And I was watching him. And he looked like he was tucking it and running it before he really went through his progressions. He got a little better in his in his very next series. I think he actually threw a touchdown in that series. But uh, overall, I was not impressed with his performance. <laughs> Jake breaking down a second half of a preseason game. Lamar Jackson well, versus sh- guys if he's that'll be, be selling insurance in a couple of weeks. If he's going to be, you know, a lot of people were upset that he was picked as low as he was and that he was kind of the forgotten quarterback. Well go out there and prove them wrong. I know it's just a preseason game, but you're going up against second and third team guys, like I said. Also, very weird to see him under under center. Mm-hmm. Same can be said for RG3. thought that was weird, too. RG3. The forgotten quarterback. Let's talk about RG3. He looked good. <laughs> he did not look bad at all. 7 of 11 for 58 yards. He also had one touchdown, one interception. I mean, I was I was curious how he, he would look athletically just because of you know the injuries that he's had. But, man, he was evading pressure, getting the ball out. I was impressed with RG3. Mm. I thought he looked really good. Can't say the same for Lamar Jackson. 17 squeaker, Baltimore wins a thriller versus Chicago. You like the Bears going for two at the end. I didn't watch it. I, I, I turned it <laughs> off by then. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was driving back from Bastrop, and, uh, and on the way there, preseason football, it is what it is, but there's nothing worse than listening to preseason football on oh, the radio. Man. I'm glad I had some football to listen to, but the problem was 
they get so carried away then in the second half trying to fill time, I guess, that they're doing interviews in the booth and they're not calling the game. Well, the whole time they're interviewing Hall of Fame guys. and th- By the way, that was awkward. Anytime they had to take a commercial break, uh, uh, Michelle Tafoya, bless her heart, was like, hold that thought, uh, Brian or Lacker. We'll come right back to you. we got to go to a commercial, and he's just standing there like, like a deer in the headlights. Like it's – it was not uh I will say smooth. this, though. It is fantastic to hear uh, NFL football, of course, on Sports Talk 97.7. Yeah. You'll hear games throughout the year. How about uh, Chase Daniel? He is uh, the former Saints quarterback. He did get some time yesterday with the Bears, 8 of 16 for 53 yards. How about this stat? Chase Daniel has made $24.3 million over his career and has thrown 78 yeah. passes yeah. in eight years. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's living the life right there. Is that fraud? <laughs> no. You got to you got to have 24 million dollars. Look, you got to have the guy available, ready to go just in case something happens, an injury happens, but uh good for him. I mean, I think that might be a better story than Matt Flynn. I don't know. They're both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Real good. I'll say this. Um I think the big thing going into last night besides Lamar Jackson was the use of the new helmet rule, and we saw it called a couple times. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The way the way I was seeing it, and the way Chris Collinsworth was uh, detailing it, were completely different. Now, on both hits, I thought the tackler was actually looking at what he was hitting. Yeah. Well, Collinsworth keeps saying it's a penalty because he has his head down. How does he have his head down if he's seeing what he's hitting? And I thought, you know, but in both cases. Uh, the Hayden Hurst hit and uh, the one in the first quarter, I thought the guy was tackling with his face mask. Like, I thought he was looking up and seeing what he was hitting. Jake, let me uh, give you a little secret here. This won't be the last time that you are confused by something Chris Collinsworth says this year. That's <laughs> true. But I'm just saying, did I I would love for somebody to take me and say, hey, no, 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 he clearly had his head down and, and you missed it because I was also kind of watching a baby while I was watching it. <laughs> so maybe I missed that. But – I could have sworn I saw the guy looking up. I, I thought I saw his face mask. Oh, yeah. This will be the first year with the baby and, of course, football. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Remote in one hand, baby in the other, Twitter. Yeah, and taking notes. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, you are a better, uh, a better text reader than me. What does Doc say here about Lamar Jackson? Doc says, Lamar Jackson is not that good against NFL-type defenses. Did y'all watch the bowl game? Uh, year before last against LSU. Mm. Yes, we did. But I attributed a lot of that to the offensive line, too. Louisville's offensive line was horrid. You checked out of the game by this point. It was late in the fourth quarter. They did have a shot of Zach Miller on the sidelines for Chicago. Uh, expected to miss this year as he continues to recover from that gruesome injury last year versus the Saints. Yeah, almost lost his leg. Yeah. Ugh. I think we all just assumed, all right, he'd be back at some point this year, but now they're saying it'll be next season. No, I'm not surprised by that. So After you hear a guy almost injury. loses his leg, yeah, take your time coming back. Uh, a couple of news and notes from a Saints training camp. I guess the biggest news yesterday is they pulled in one of those cool trucks, basically a semi-truck that they have cooled down. It's literally 20, 25 degrees in it. They've got some uh, – Seats in there where the players after practice can immediately go in there and, of course, get their body core temperature down immediately. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, that's that's neat. Uh, sure, why not if you get the money for it? Uh, from several reports down there watching practice, uh, Taysom Hill is starting to look better. 
-hmm. with the read option, a part of the offense. Terrence West starting to make some more plays in the backfield. He's more the ground and pound running back. May fit a need for the Saints, certainly for the first four games without Mark Ingram. Hey, Jack, uh, Zach Streif and uh, Jim Henderson were hanging out at practice. Jim Henderson, former voice of That's the Saints, making about. his uh, first appearance at practice. Well, good, good. Nice to see. Nice for a photo op. Uh, there is no sighting of Marcus Davenport or Benjamin Watson. Look, it's been a, it's been almost the whole week that Davenport hasn't practiced, but. Don't get carried away here. I remember some people were getting carried away with Lattimore last preseason. He can't learn the coverages. People were worried about him. He ends up being the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. So let's pump the brakes. I, it's it is curious to see you know how he why he's missing and how long it'll take for him to get back onto the field. But uh, let's not make any uh, outrageous claims or judgments here. Gus has commented on this, just how cool it is when Thomas lines up against Lattimore. Oh. They had a fantastic matchup uh, yesterday, and Drew Brees just puts in a dime. And, uh, of course, Thomas makes a great catch against Lattimore. Michael Thomas looks even better. And I, and I find it that hard to believe just because he's been so great. But he, he has a chance to be one of the best receivers in the NFL this year. Just judging by his battles with Marshawn Lattimore, he looks fantastic i can't wait to see it those are a few uh, news and notes from the nfl did i miss anything jake uh no but richie i was waiting on this those penalties were bogus how the hell are they supposed to tackle now my wife who doesn't absolutely love football looked at me and said so are they supposed to play two-hand touch now it's sad hashtag sad i like that who doesn't absolutely love football <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I I feel like there, there there was a disconnect there because I didn't see a lot of people complaining about that rule. But and maybe I just I'm just misinterpreting it. If if you literally can't tackle with your face mask, then I don't understand how they're going to tackle. But I was I was thinking I missed it. Maybe the head, heads were down and I was not seeing what I thought I was seeing. But Collinsworth cuz Collinsworth kept saying all oh, the heads are down, the heads are down. I didn't see it that way. College football news and notes. Of course, practices continue out at ULM. The Bulldogs reported to camp yesterday, 103 strong. They will actually hit the practice field for their first workout of the fall. Coming up here this morning at 103, at uh, 8.30. Uh, Grambling is re reported also yesterday. They will have their first practice coming up tonight. LSU, I believe, Orgeron uh, meets with the media today. And then, of course, the Tigers hit the field tomorrow. Uh, Orgeron, I did see this little soundbite from your uh, infamous Rotary Club where he got everybody all fired up, you know. Mm -hmm. He did, uh, there's a soundbite where he said, Loyal Narcisse is the most talented quarterback on LSU's roster. Now, is this just where he's throwing uh, Loyal Narcisse a little bit of a bone? Not necessarily. I mean, he is the most athletic quarterback. So there's a difference between being the best quarterback and being the most athletic. So let's not get carried away there. Uh, we'll hear from Skip Holtz later in this show. Uh, went to his press conference yesterday. Obviously, Skip's fired up about this team. Last year, you may remember going in, they were one of the least experienced teams in the country. You look at them this year, basically 16 starters back on offense and defense. A lot, of course, to be excited about. He judges a lot of the, his teams from not only his first teamers, but the drop-off from first to second team. And he thinks, of course, that gap is narrowing. 
calls this uh, his deepest team that he's had so far. All right, so I wanted to ask a few questions this morning. I'm going to lay out those questions. I'm going to repeat them throughout the show because I want to know people's thoughts. So we asked before ULM's practice, are you a believer of the hype? Are you a believer of this ULM team? So for Tech, I want to ask, why? Why? I want to know why. Why is this the year that Louisiana Tech wins the conference title? Okay? And some of you might, might not believe they will win the conference title. But for those of you who do, why is this, why is this the year it happens? Uh, two. 888-993-7762. Thank you. Two. How many wins will LSU hold in the regular season? What's their record? Give me their record. And the last thing I want to ask is how many people will get ESPN Plus for Sunbelt and Conference USA? Conference USA is going to have 45 games on there this year. So, and also, if you look at... How much is it? uh, It's like five bucks a month. So, ESPN will have both ULM and Tech's season openers on ESPN Plus. So, if you're not able to make it out to ULM, of course, Tech's hitting the road first week. Hmm. You might need to to get it good questions four downs coming up later in the show other college football news and notes Keon howard of southern miss has found a new home at tulane should we care is he really a difference maker two seasons just i believe nine touchdowns and eight interceptions do we pay attention to tulane all that much (laughs) (laughs) i'm being honest how often do we talk about tulane unless they're playing grandma yeah am am i am i wrong Coaches poll, LSU comes in at number 24. That's now, the lowest uh, they've been since 2000 in that poll. Wow. Yeah. Five of their opponents this year are ranked. Yeah. And I saw some people were up, maybe worried about the preseason ranking and if it would affect the college football playoff for LSU. First of all, I don't think you have to worry about that. Second of all, if LSU reels off some wins with that schedule, they'll be just fine. Gary has a text for you, Jake. Oh, of course. Do you guys have any updates on the badminton championship in Nanguang, China? Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Wife was watching Big Brother losing my man card. Well, (laughs) would you have gained your man card if you watched the badminton championship? Uh, No, we do not, Gary. I will look it up, though. Okay, please do. I would love to hear you try to read some of these names. There are a few of the headlines. It's all part of the starting line. I brought to you by... Louisiana Painter. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. We got a lot of college football stuff, including from Skip Holtz, also from ULM. You'll hear from Caleb Evans and the offensive quarter, Matt Cubitt, coming up later in the show. Pretty cool event taking place uh, around noon or so. If you want to hear from a number of area high school coaches, this is your opportunity. A little luncheon. The organizer will join us at 8 o'clock. That will be held in West Monroe. At 8.30, there's a Hall of Fame. The Sports Museum is going to induct five new members of the Arklatex Sports Museum of Champions over in Shreveport. It's got a nice uh, northeast Louisiana flavor. We'll uh, talk to Charlie Cavell coming up at 8.30 and 8.45. Joey Trappé for his weekly visit. And we're already getting some answers to those questions I asked. I'll repeat those questions real quick for you. 888-993-7762. How many people will get ESPN Plus for the Sun Belt slash Conference USA this year? Why is this the year Louisiana Tech wins the conference title? And how many regular season wins will LSU have? 
And I got another fun question that involves Kane, the wrestler Kane. Uh-huh. In case you hadn't heard, he is the mayor of a Tennessee town or city. I don't know where it was. But who in sports would make the wackiest mayors in all of sports? Who would make the wackiest mayors? Let us know. 888-993-7762. All right, Gary. I'm sorry. Uh, I did find your information here. Uh, England's Chris and Gabby Adcock missed out on a place in the semifinals in the World Badminton Championships with defeat by home opposition in China. Who wrote that? The Adcocks were ranked sixth in the world. They lost to the second seeds in the quarterfinals. Hmm. They wrote it as well as you read it. (laughs) We're off and running on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. We're back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. we got more headlines coming up, including the highly anticipated Astros update. Yeah. What you got text-wise first? Uh, Richie, I'm sorry, Quint says, answers all three questions. He says, Tech will win the conference because Jay Mark can only improve. Mm-hmm. He says he cost them several games last year. Says LSU will win eight games this year, and he says no ESPN Plus for me. Mm. So how are you planning on watching these games, Quinn? Mm. That's the question. Are you gonna pirate some of this some of this video? Richie also weighs in on ESPN. Oh, Richie, man, he can't. He woke up fired up this morning. He says, typically does. He rolls out of the bed throwing shade. He says so. ESPN has a premium streaming product that only shows an inferior product. Sounds fun. Mm. Taking shots. Pat says it's hard to gauge the win-loss for LSU without knowing the quarterback situation. So I'll say seven, but let's hold out hope for 15. Uh, He also says he has ESPN Plus to watch golf tourneys. So, yeah, he'll use that to watch Louisiana Tech. Uh, Okay, go ahead. 
golf tourneys that there is a, an update on uh, Tiger. He is on the, the prowl once again. He was four under yesterday in the first round of a tournament there in Ohio, a tournament that he's already won eight times previously. So Tiger putting together another solid performance on the course. We also got a text asking about uh, what football games would be that weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. Do you want to look that up real quick while I read off some of these other texts? The one other thing from the golf world is the fact that uh, Phil's got a new uh, commercial out, oh, new so advertising good. advertisement with, of course, his new shirt that he's doing, the long sleeve collared shirt. You liked it. It's basically Phil dancing for 30 seconds. Yes. I thought it was brilliant advertising. It spread like wildfire on social media. I thought it was very well done. It was funny. It was comical. It was it was lefty not taking himself too seriously. And I like to see that. Um, so we've got a couple of texts about this wacky mayor mm-hmm. question I asked. Someone says Floyd Mayweather would be the wackiest mayor ever. Also says LeVar Ball. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine LeVar Ball? Uh, Seth says the mayoracho man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got a couple that I, that I jotted down. I thought John McEnroe would be funny. Uh, Dennis Rodman, how much wackier could it get than Dennis Rodman? Uh, John Daly, hmm. mm-hmm. Charles Barkley, yes. John Rocker. A lot of people forget about John Rocker. He was uh, we tried to. We tried to. He was like, I don't know if you ever watched Eastbound and Down, Aaron. Uh, Kenny Powers. Uh-huh. That was like John Rocker was Kenny Powers in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Ochocinco, Mike Tyson, Bob Knight. But I think a majority of those, if they did run for an election, would, would have a, a nice chance of yeah, winning. Of course, because it's name recognition. Absolutely, Markley would kill it in Alabama. But someone just won, wackiest mayor, yeah. Les Miles, yeah. or Mike Leach. <sighs> Don't tease me. Yes. Don't tease me, Mike Leach. Yes. And of course, your boy Orgeron. Orgeron could be mayor of Louisiana, anywhere in Louisiana. Anywhere he wanted. Can't say the same about Chad Morris. <laughs> uh, other headlines. Do you want a Houston Astros update since we are your headquarters for the Houston Of course. Astros. That's why people listen to us. Uh, they're off. They do, right. they do travel to the Dodgers. Can, they do travel to the Dodgers tonight. And by the way, speaking of the Dodgers, you see what they did last night? Of course. I never miss it. They scored 21 runs. Nine of those, though, came off a utility player. A utility player that supposedly had a 48-mile-an-hour fastball. Wow. Yes. Interesting. Uh, the Dodgers hit for the cycle in home runs last night. So that's what the Astros are facing uh, coming up tonight. Tim says Bruce Petty, wackiest mayor. <laughs> Be some good sound bites. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to have him on. <laughs> yeah. We go to that city hall meetings, won't we? <laughs> Get some things changed in that yeah. city. Yes. Uh, a couple other uh, news and notes. What am I missing, Jake? Uh, Dustin Poirier, uh, fighter from Lafayette, who just fought on Fox. He's getting a big payday. Going to headline Madison Square Garden against Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz, who is, eh, I would say, top four draw, a top four draw in the UFC. I mean, he's one of the names you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. So, uh, Nate Diaz hasn't fought since my my bachelor trip which was in 2016 um so you give him a putter's puncher's chance in this of course yeah but uh and it's a good matchup for him both guys 
Uh, I mean, that's a great fight. If you pay for it, you'll get your money's worth because they're both, you know, they'll both stand there and trade throughout the fight. But, uh, yeah, I, I f I'm happy for Dustin Poirier to get this big opportunity to get this big payday against Nate Diaz in Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's pretty cool. Before we get to the wackiest headline of today, uh, I think we do have to dive into this Ohio State situation just to kind of update it, of course, with the, the administrative leave that Urban Meyer is on. They have now announced Ohio State that they've put together a special independent six-person group that will direct the investigation into Urban Meyer. So when I first heard this, Jake, and you know how cynical I am, I scoffed at it. I said, this is going to be like one of those committees they put together to, you know, go out there and find the next head coach, and then they make the recommendation, and basically the school president doesn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. But then you look at this, who's on this committee? I mean, three of them are board of trustees. All right, I understand that. But then there are three other players not associated with the university. One of them is a former Ohio House Speaker. Another is a former acting U.S. Deputy Attorney General. And another is a former U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Ohio. So... At least you got a couple of heavy hitters in there that know what they're looking into and, of course, what or if Urban Meyer knew or did not know. But then also, what are they going to be able to find out? That's the question. I mean, what authority have, do they have? you got to dig deep. you got to find some text messages somehow. I, I don't know how. you gotta, you got to find a way, though. Or else, can you fire him without a text message that directly links him or directly – admits his knowledge of the situation right. it's a bad look but are you going to fire him with just knowing that Shelly knew that's the question the one thing that i haven't heard a lot of people get into and we'll touch on it just in a little uh, for a second zach smith he has got to be the ultimate wild card out there for urban meyer if he decides to come clean and say yes why would he i know do that i'm just saying Everything that Urban did to protect I him, understand. if he did that, that would be the ultimate betrayal. That would be the ultimate Judas moment. I in understand. Sports. There's no way that happens. He's going to need some money. Mm. His career's already ruined. You know, and he's uh, he's not coaching ever again. It's not a stretch to question his character either, uh, according to these reports. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be the ultimate betrayal. Mm. For sure. What says you? 888-993-7762. My wife just texted me. You just weren't going to tell me that Nate's fighting. I had to hear it over the radio. <laughs> that's our favorite fighter. Um, hey, at least she's listening. Yeah. yeah we're that's, making progress. That's true. It is the football season. So she's back in. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Richie says, Jason Brown from Independence as mayor with his button-ups and cigars. I can only imagine the controversy over his campaign style. Jason Brown from Last Chance You, which you still haven't watched, which makes you the only person who hasn't watched it. Aaron Dietrich. Gary says, former nut job John L. Smith from Arkansas as mayor. John L. Smith. The kids are doing their jobs and the coaches are screwing it up. <laughs> that was at Michigan State. All right, uh, our final headline of the day. What do you make of this story? Uh, Detroit Pistons forward Blake Griffin, didn't realize he was with the Pistons, has uh, been ordered to pay a nice little lucrative child support bill. Any guess how much he has to pay his ex, Brian Cameron, if that name sounds familiar. This is uh, Colby Cameron, former Louisiana Tech quarterback's sister, Brian Cameron. She has uh, two kids with Blake Griffin. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I try to tie it in locally. <laughs> I, uh, 
You I, cheated on me. I did see the actual amount, yeah. so go ahead and tell the people. This is staggering. It's crazy. Staggering. 258000 per month. Broke no more. $250,000 per month Blake Griffin has to pay in child support. I'm sure every dime will go towards that child. Uh, Kobe Cameron's sister, her she had a child with Matt Leinart, Leinart before Blake Griffin, so she's also wow. collecting. Yeah. <laughs> there may be some athletes. There may be some athletes in this family. <laughs> she claims she was down to her final. Uh, she had one hundred dollars to her name. Well, like I said, not the case anymore. Uh, Blake says that he has been paying for a five bedroom house. Two hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars a month. He says he's been paying the lease for a five-bedroom home in Manhattan Beach for Cameron and the children. I, I believe it. The two hundred fifty-eight thousand per month, though. Uh, how long does that last? He did just sign a deal with Detroit, a five-year deal worth one hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Apparently, my wife told me uh, that fact about Louisiana Tech too. So, I'm a great listener. So she's going to be collecting $3.1 million per year. So there's going to be some good diapers. Yeah, yeah, some golden diapers. There you go, 888-993-7762. You can hit us up on the Darren Moody State Farm hotline slash text line. Yeah, and also, I'll repeat the questions real quick. Give us your wackiest mayor. Gotten a lot of good ones. It's going to be hard to top these. Also, how many people are getting ESPN Plus for the Sun Belt and Conference USA? Why is this year the year Louisiana Tech wins the conference title? And how many... Regular season wins will LSU have this season. Speaking of Louisiana Tech, you'll hear from Skip Holtz coming up after the break. Portico in Monroe is back. New owners Joey Trepe, Roy Arthur, and Lindsey Levitt invite you to come experience it for yourself this football season. They'll have eight brand new 65-inch TVs, great for college football on Saturday, and then NFL action on Sunday. They'll have a new full menu, including pizza, wings, and loaded nachos. Lunch specials every single day, Monday through Friday, plus brunch on Sunday. Come experience Portico for yourself at 2230 Tower Drive in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Hi, I'm Caleb Evans, quarterback for your ULM Warhawks. Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou, tailgate in the groves, and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. 
Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ulmwarhawks.com. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Go, text reader. Quint says, Saban for mayor, he would change it to a dictatorship. <laughs> Saban would get things done. Like, Saban would actually be a good mayor. Mm. Richie, oh boy, we, we told you that Richie was on one this morning. Mm. He says, what a way to become a self-made millionaire, sleep with an athlete, spit, a, spit out a baby, and take him to court over child support. Hardest path ever. Got a comment about that, Aaron? If Blake Griffin wasn't paying child support, then he should have been punished or at least taken to court and get some money out of him. No problems with that. Yeah. Any problems with getting $258,000 a month? It's, it's a lot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's staggering. That's why we read, about, read the headline. Yeah. Blake Griffin, you better extend that career, buddy. Hmm. All right. Uh, we talked about college football and, of course, the fact that uh, the Bulldogs reported to camp yesterday. First practice coming up here at uh, 8.30. In fact, they are open to the public. You can go out there and check out the Bulldogs later today. Uh, Skip Holtz, uh, of course, talked about yesterday about the fact that 103 reported to camp, if not the deepest, one of the deepest teams he's had at Louisiana Tech. Major question, of course, with this program, big picture. How do they take the next step, Jake? You look at a team, of course, four consecutive bowl victories, extremely impressive. But how can they get over the hump and, of course, win a conference championship? That's the question. Um I'll go back to what Quint said. I think it a lot of it does fall on Jamar because you look at the rest of the team and it's pretty stout elsewhere. I mean, defense, I think you have superstar potential on defense at every single level. Offense, you've got a veteran offensive line. You've got talented running backs. Uh, you've got a superstar receiver in Teddy Bill. So, Jamar, if Jamar can, can improve and, and play up to his ability, why can't they win a conference title? I'm asking that sincerely. Like, mm -hmm. why can't they? Because they have, I think, talent-wise, they can match up with anybody in the conference. He talked about Jamar, and we'll play that sound here in a little bit. But first, Skip Holtz just on the team overall and what he thinks it'll take to take that next step. Just a second, Aaron. All right. He's queuing it up here in a minute. Yeah, so – Run through the conference then if you want to. Well, you look, first of all, at Louisiana Tech and, of course, uh, what happened uh, last year. And you look at the number of close games that they had, literally uh, one in four on the year in games decided by less than seven points. They had a number of heartbreakers and really some games that were uh, kicks to the gut. South Carolina, yeah. Southern Miss, and, of course, uh, UAB stand out the most. And really, we could try to rank which one was the hardest loss. That's how bad they were. Um, that's why I keep going back to that too, Aaron, because they got some bad bounces their way. Mm -hmm. And you said one and four. So they could have easily had those bounces go for them and been, what, 10 and two mm -hmm. in the regular season? So that's why I look at this team and go, they return a good core of that bunch from last season why can't they take that next step if they have just a, if they're able to close out some games and that was kind of the problem last year they they weren't able to close a few games out the southern miss one really sticks out to me the fact that you had a 0.02 chance 
or Southern Miss had a 0.02 chance of winning that game. And uh, somehow, some way, they did it. Here's uh, Skip Holtz on them taking that next step and closing out and winning those tight games. We can get to a fifth bowl game. Um, we will be continuing to rewrite the record books, you know, within five in a row. Uh, yeah, we've had some success. We've been close. You know, we talked about four one-point losses. All of a sudden, you're an 11-2 and two football team. That's the hurdle we're trying to get to. The, all of a sudden, you're 11-2. and two, You've won a conference championship. You've hosted a conference championship, and that's the goal. That's the goal that we have each and every year, and I'm anxious to see if we can take the team and the pieces that we have put together through recruiting and mold this into a conference championship team. That's certainly what we need to do. Um, What's it going to take? Really, I mean, you, you keep going back. We've got to find a way to win some of these close games. I think that's going to be one of the one of the telling tales for this football team is winning those close football games. And if we can do that, then I think the big picture of the next step happens. But we're not going to take the next step by sitting here talking about it, you know, and saying, oh, we got to do this, this, and this. We have to find a way to get this team, replace some quality players that we lost, bring some new players along. Every You've heard me say this, every football team has a life expectancy of one year. This is a new team. We're not guaranteed a bowl game. We're not guaranteed a win. Uh, we've got an incredibly challenging road ahead of us. We have to play seven bowl teams from 2017. We have to play seven games on the road, which is going to be incredibly hard. Uh, we play six of our first nine on the road. Uh, we're going to have to be road warriors if we're going to want to take that next step. We're going to have to bring in some freshmen and see who's ready to play. We're going to have to adjust the new rule where they get to play four games and how do we want to incorporate that. There are going to be a lot of decisions that are going to go into the success of this team uh, over the next, really, five months. But uh, I think the biggest thing we need to do to take the next step is – take this football team and spend the next 30 days trying to build it into what we can to see if we can be a contender. It's a relatively quiet offseason for Louisiana Tech. I mean, I think you could say probably the biggest news over the last uh, couple of weeks is literally the fact it looked like Tech was going to go into this uh, season being the only team in Division One football that did not have a 10th assistant coach. Of course, that news uh, quickly silenced uh, earlier this week when it was announced that uh, Holtz was uh, granted permission to hire a 10th assistant, and he did that by getting Eric Link to do some uh, special teams work. Eric Link, of course, uh, has been around the game for a while, college and high school ranks, most notably in the college game at Auburn and Iowa State. Yesterday, Holtz talked about the fact, the what it means to add a 10th assistant, and it being Eric Link. I wanted somebody that could help this football team. And I felt like with where we are, that's not on the offense or the defense, but somebody that could come in and take special teams off a lot of coaches' plate uh, and really become a special teams coordinator. And so uh, some of the things that I was looking for was experience, somebody that's been a special teams coordinator in the past. I was looking for somebody that had had success. And when you look at Eric Link's success and the programs that he's been in, what he's done winning um, at Auburn, the role that he played there when they won a national championship, when they won a conference championship with two different stints there. He's been at Iowa State with that experience and another Power Five 
position. He's been a head coach in high school where he has had to kind of put programs together. And not only that, he's turned programs around. I think he's a motivator. I think he, uh, he does a great job with his relating to his players and getting them to perform at a high level. Um, but those were all part of the things that excited me. I wanted somebody that had experience. Um, I wanted somebody that had been in a leadership role. And I wanted somebody that was a fit for our staff. He has worked with four different coaches on our staff. Uh, he was with Todd Fitch, Robert McFarland. He was with Keegan McDaniel. Um, he has been with the coaches that are on our staff that have rant and raved about uh, the job that he does, the, um, the team player that he is, and I couldn't be more excited to add him. I think he's going to be a huge addition, and I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to bring to our football team. That's an area that we can definitely get better. When you talk about where we need to improve as a football program, uh, this was four games a year ago. We lost uh, by a point or overtime. We were one and four in close football games. And so when you start talking about one-point games, I know at UAB we gave up a big punt return right before uh, towards the end of the game that led to a score down there. When you start talking about special teams in, in close football games, uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a huge variable in it. And so I, I felt like if we could strengthen our special teams, then that would be not just adding a 10th person, but adding a coach and some quality to our staff that's going to help improve us as a football program and as a football team. So couldn't be more excited about the addition uh, of Eric. Jake, I think some would say, well, it's just a 10th assistant. But you look, charge of a special teams, a special teams coordinator, and you look at the experience that Tech has coming back with the eight offensive players and the eight defensive starters. But special teams, you lose Jonathan Barnes, and, of course, you're looking for a punter. The guy just basically arrived in Ruston a day or two ago, and now, of course, he's getting thrown right into the fire for an area that is certainly a concern for the Tech squad this year. Yes, but don't you think that this has been addressed by the coaching staff already? So, yeah, it's it, for him it's unfortunate, but I, I have to imagine that the coaching staff's already done their due diligence to to fill those holes. It's not unfortunate, though. I think he was uh, coaching high school in Iowa before he gets the call, of course. He was in Des Moines, Iowa, getting the call that says, hey, you want to get back into the college game? Heck yeah. When can you be unfortunate in Unfortunate meaning like he hadn't had a lot of time to prepare for this. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. A lot of the talk, of course, will continue to center around this Louisiana Tech team and how good can they be. And for them to get there, you certainly think Jamar has to do a lot better than he did last year. Uh, Jamar's overall numbers from last year are 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. Again, that's what we keep going back to is he, I think he is the key to this season. How he goes is how this team goes. He rushed for another six scores on the ground. I asked Coach Holtz about Jamar and what has he seen from him in his progression from last year to this fall? As much as anything, just off the field leadership, off the field confidence, uh, on the field mentally, I think he's taken huge steps forward. I was really impressed in the spring with his retention, not only the retention of the offense, but the growth and the development of the offense. Jamar went through some learning, a learning curve last year. I mean, from Mississippi State when he was, you know, trying to be Superman uh, and turn the ball over seven times 
to all of a sudden protecting the ball and getting better and better and understanding when is it worth taking that shot and when do you throw it out of bounds and say, you know what, a punt is not a bad offensive play. That's a mental, that's evolving, is learning how to play the position. Uh, he's got great command of the offense, of what to do, where to go with the ball. Um, he went through a knee surgery right after the season and didn't get to throw a football for January, February, March. And then first time he started throwing again was when we came out here for spring practice in the end of March. Um, that was the first time that he had thrown. And so uh, I don't think he threw the ball as accurately. And I think this summer hopefully went a long way in helping him get his legs back underneath him and be really comfortable and accurate throwing the football. And so we'll get a much better feeling on where we are with that uh, when we go out there on the practice fields tomorrow morning. You know, there was some criticism just how Jamar looked in the spring game and how he looked throughout the spring. And, of course, that may silence a little of those critics because of the injury that he had been through and, of course, coming back from that for the spring. Yes, also. He was the offensive MVP of the bowl game victory. Also, don't don't look at a spring game and take too much from it. How many times have we said that? We said it throughout the spring. Justin McMillan would uh, argue that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or he'd probably argue against me. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, no, I, I think, you know, Jamar, we're going to see, man. We're going to see what he's made of this year because this has got to be the year. You know, it, he's he's a veteran now. He's had, I mean, a lot of starts with this offense. You know, Skip Holtz has done a great job of, you know, replacing great quarterbacks with other great quarterbacks. Jamar Smith. I don't think he's he's yet to establish himself as a great quarterback, but I think he can this year. I think the the offensive line is strong enough. I think the the weapons alongside him are strong enough. It's up to him to put it together. There was not a reference to rock star yesterday. I don't from think you'll Holtz get one rock star. You won't get one rock star th this year. I, I'm going to say that. Uh, before we get to the running back situation, the other key player on this squad you look at, you could anticipate or look forward to a big year from. Jalen Ferguson, a drop-off last year. Holtz talked about the fact that uh, Ferguson reported last year at close to uh, 280 pounds, and then his weight fluctuated from literally 280 to 245. He liked to see it somewhere around 260 and just to remain there. And I guess, and he said that was basically where he's reported at right now. So that's certainly good news. Mm -hmm. Jalen, Ferguson, Jalen Ferguson ready to get back on track. All right, the running back situation, don't have one of those marquee names. Holtz was asked about Dancy and the others. Who's going to you know, be the workhorse for the Bulldogs this year? Jaquise, is, his weight's up. He's healthy. He, um, you know, he had a couple setbacks during spring practice a little bit, but we're hoping with him the farther removed he is from his cancer treatments, the farther removed he is from uh, overcoming cancer, uh, the better shot he's got to remain healthy through the course of the season. But the running back room is very talented. What we don't have in that room is we don't have the name, the returning name. We don't have the Kenneth Dixon who rushed for 1,000 yards, the Jared Kraft that rushed for 1,000, the Boston Scott that rushed for 1,000. All those guys are gone. But you look at Jaquise Dancy, Cam McKnight making that adjustment to move there and have the spring practice, I think, is poised for a senior year. 
uh, an Israel uh, Tucker who came in here, red-shirted, played a little bit as a freshman. I think he's ready. His voice is ready to be heard in that room. I think Justin Henderson, the junior college player, to come in here. And then DeAndre Marcus, I think the freshman from Ruston, uh, has got size and talent. So there's not a shortage. It's not like the room is empty. There's five guys in there that I think are very talented and very capable. Just who's going who's gonna to stay healthy, who's going to come to the forefront, who's going to learn it, and who's going to have the opportunity to be that guy is what camp is going to be all about. It's going to be a very interesting camp. So there's just a sampling of uh, Skip Holtz at his preseason press conference uh, yesterday. Relatively a short one. I think it only lasts about 27, 28 minutes. That may have to do with the fact that there were not very many media members there. Practice starts gets underway here at uh, 8.30 for Louisiana Tech. Grambling, their first practice will be later today, actually coming tonight around 8.30, 8.45 or so. Let's take a time out. Your calls, your questions, always welcome at 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, biked, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer. From the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. And welcome back to the morning drive. Richie says, even though I bashed it earlier, and boy, did he bash it, yeah. $5 a month for away games I'd probably never get to see as is isn't a bad investment. No. I'll probably try it out. Five bucks. I think it'll probably go up um, next year. I'm talking about ESPN Plus. I've been trying. So I, I thought I was going to hold out till next year because UFC has that deal with ESPN. And I, I 
think like 15 fights or so will be on the streaming app next year. So I was trying to hold out till January. But with all these games that they're putting on ESPN Plus, like Conference USA and Sunbelt, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and get it in September, which is whatever. That's fine. It's only 5 bucks a month, right? But you keep saying the, this about these streaming sites, like all these new streaming sites keep coming out, apps and whatnot. You're like, eh, it's just 5 bucks, just 10 bucks, Man, that adds up pretty quick. What did you say during the commercial break, something that I will never utter? I got a lot of podcasts to listen to. I got like nine <laughs> podcasts I haven't listened to yet. So, I'm behind. <laughs> What's funny about that? I, I guess, uh, welcome to the new world of uh, entertainment. All right, let's do a couple of uh, four downs here, and that was one of the the first down. Richie alluded to it. Uh, how many people will get ESPN Plus for the Sun Belt? Will that be a big draw? I hope they're not banking on this to pay the salaries of those people on GetUp and Stephen A. Smith's salary. <laughs> That'd be a lot of $5. Yeah. Um, so I just answered, really, the question, saying that I, I probably will get it. Come five September. bucks a month. But the question is for you, Aaron, can you operate it? That's a good question. At Are, this point, I, I cannot. But maybe that will change here. So, okay. I guess I should have looked this up. I think you can just – do you have the ESPN app as it is? I do not. Okay. Well, well, let me check. You're done, son. Because no, I should because of fantasy football. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I do have I, it on my phone. This, the ESPN app itself. Let me see it. Okay. I, I feel like you can watch it on <laughs> there. Don't, I don't know. I'm saying I don't know if it's an actual ESPN Plus app, if it's a different app or not. I have ESPN app and the ESPN fantasy app. Okay. I'll take that, Jake Martin. You're giving me information I don't care yeah. about. That said, I think I guess you'll be okay. You should be able to watch it on there. So, all right, Aaron, there's hope for you after all. Especially at $5 a month. I mean, if there's a game or two that you want to see, I sort of say certainly. It's worth it. They'll get a couple. Uh... Plus, you know, when really, I think basketball and, and baseball is when it really helps out because you're going to get a lot of games that you would have had no chance of seeing. I just uh, don't want to have those buffering issues. Nothing worse than watching a game and having well, buffering issues. Upgrade your internet, <laughs> cheapskate. All right, why is this year the year Louisiana Tech wins the conference title? You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. We mentioned the fact they go from being one of the least experienced teams going into last year to this year having a lot of experience coming back. You got eight guys on offense, eight guys on defense. You got a very deep team. You look at how close they were last year. You have to feel like they're going to be in contention. They're going to be in the race. Well, Aaron. So you just win a couple of these games, a couple of these heartbreakers that you lost last year when you go one and four in games decided by seven points or less. About to say they were in contention last year, yeah. right? I mean, I know, I know not in actual standings, but I'm talking about as far as on the field, they were in every one of those ball games, you know, aside from Mississippi State and FAU. The only problem with winning that conference championship, it doesn't look like the lane train is slowing down anytime soon. It doesn't. And that's kind of – but but here's the thing, Aaron. Tech plays FAU this season. You can withstand a loss in the regular season, come back, and play them again in the championship. Yeah. The question is, can they get to that title game? And I think they can because you look, you look at that division and you see what? North Texas, UAB, Tech at the top. People like Ben Carlisle would argue Southern Miss deserves to be in that too. But I look at 
North Texas and Tech. I think UAB takes a slight step backwards this year. I think it was kind of fool's gold last year. They really overachieved. I think they're going to hit reality a little bit this year. So I think it's going to come down to Tech and North Texas. And as long as Tech can can beat, if they can split the UAB North Texas game, I think they can still win that division because I do feel like they'll beat Southern Miss and Western Kentucky and so forth. So I like Tech to come out of it. And then you look at FAU. I think FAU is pretty much a given to come out on the other side. Yeah. If you get a, get an opportunity to have a rematch, who knows what can happen? It's hard yeah. to beat the same One team game twice. scenario. Yeah. So for that, and because I do like this roster a lot, and I think Jamar will put it together eventually, that's why I think they can win this conference title this year. Third down, the question is, tell us Joe Burrow's stat line for the Miami game. So we're assuming Joe no, Burrow. No, 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 no. We saved that one. Oh. You read without thinking. The question that we predict Joe to, Burrow's stat line against Miami. I like that question better. What's <laughs> wrong with that question? I thought we could hold on to it. No, I like that. All right, well, go ahead. Uh, Joe Burrow's stat line. This is assuming that he is the starting quarterback. <laughs> he is going to be. The he starting. will be the starting. Yes, quarterback. Yes, you have my word. Percentage-wise, how confident are you that he will be the starting quarterback? Eighty-five uh, percent. Who will be uh, his backup? Miles Burton. Just want to get that on record, writing that down. Got it. Joe Burrow goes into a Miami team. Manny Diaz, of course, in that defense. Everybody's talking about how LSU is going to throw the ball all over the ballpark, correct? Uh, Ed Orgeron says the, 50-50. the, the talent said, on this team is at the wide receiving core. Yes. We're going five wide receiver sets. In some cases, but not all the time. Do I need to find the, the quotes from him this this past month, two months? You're acting like they're going to just run strictly five wide receiver sets and all they're going to do is pass. They're going to do 50-50. It's going to be 50-50. That said, they will, he will pass it more than you're used to for an LSU quarterback if that's the point you're okay. trying to get across. So instead of throwing it 14 to 17 times a game, Joe Burrow will have 22 pass attempts against Miami. Okay. He will complete 12 of them. One touchdown, one interception. How many yards? Uh, one seven, which is a lot. Eh, that's actually kind of fair. And I, all right, I, great segment. What? No, I'm saying that's. I'm agree. I'm saying that's actually a, a good set line. Now I didn't hadn't had any time to really think about this, but I'll go ahead. You and come say, up with a question. You don't even have the. Answer. I told you I'm changing it. Yeah. I'll say 14 of 25 right. for 215 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Hmm. How's that? And that's enough to get it done. Take that for data. That's enough to get it done against Miami. Yeah. I think they're going to beat Miami. 20 to 17 game. Yeah, that's good. That's a good guess. But I, I do think they'll come out victorious against Miami. It'll be a slugfest. But I don't think Rozier is good enough to beat LSU's defense. I don't. Especially if Christian Fulton's cleared. We'll revisit this question in the 8 o'clock hour and also go to the second question LSU-related that Jake wanted to get into, the win total for the Tigers this season. Yeah. Come on, man. You changing the script on me? Yeah, I audible. And then the fourth down question is? Uh, wackiest mayor? Yes. Who's your wackiest mayor, Aaron? That's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up next, we're talking a little high school football. Pretty cool luncheon taking place. Here today as a number of area coaches will get together and talk a little football. We'll get all the news on it and the details coming up after the break. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. 
to listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.